Good evening, Adams County sports fans. This is Hitzer Sports Weekly, sponsored by Hitzer Fireplace and Outdoor Patio of Burn. I am Dane Filling, alongside my friend and radio partner, Rex Brewer. We're live atop the Imaginary Mountain here in Burn, and we will soon be joined tonight by our special guest, Coach Grant Mosier, quarterback James Arnold, and all-around athlete Aiden Warner. Uh, Rex, while we wait on those guys to uh, come in, uh, a lot of cancellations in the news in the last couple of days, a lot of attendance policies being announced, but uh, thankfully, everybody here in Adams County has WZBD to keep them all up to date when it comes to high school sports. We're here. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> We've got all the action in review, in preview, and uh, and you get to hear everything that Rex and I think about high school athletics this week. It's only an hour show, though, right? That's all we have time okay. for. Um uh, I did see today that there were more um, attendance policies announced, and uh, as they file in, I can't imagine being an athletic director and having to keep track of all of these things. And one person per athlete at this school, but then the next day it's two two people per athlete, and then the next day it's four people per athlete. But they got to buy ahead of time instead of at the door. And uh, I do know that if you are planning on attending a game, make sure that you log on, whether it is to uh, Twitter to check Dale Manis's tweets or to go Adam Central Athletics to hear what Graham has to say or Starfire Athletics. Uh, all three athletic directors are doing their best to put out the information as it goes. Um, but to be honest with you, if you are not associated with an athlete, uh, you're probably not going to get into any event over the next three or four weeks. And that's where we come into the story. Yes, and we have a full schedule for you uh, between now and Thanksgiving and even after, the few days after Thanksgiving, um, centering around our big matchup Friday night here in Bern between defending state champions Lafayette Central Catholic and the number one undefeated South Adams Starfires. Kickoff there is at 7.30. Dave, Nathan, and I will be on the call as Rex celebrates being a grandpa and all of those things. But uh, I may show up in the second half. Well, that would be fine. And hopefully there for the celebration. And I know uh, before Coach Mosier gets up here, we don't have to worry about jinxing them. But uh, as editor at the Decatur Daily Democrat, there are things that have to be set in motion already as we start talking about what's going to happen the following week if South Adams is uh, victorious on Friday. There's media day on Monday where the administrators and the athletic directors and the head coaches will be at Lucas Oil, all 12 teams. There are credentials to get. There are all of those things. Uh, don't forget, we still don't know whoever wins between South Adams and Lafayette Central Catholic. We still don't even know which day they're going to play their state uh, championship game on as they're going to play three on Friday and three on Saturday. Well, they usually alternate back and forth from year to year, and you can kind of look at how they did it last year and see what the pattern is. But, you know, with, with this pandemic, you don't know. I think they're going to pull the, name, the uh, ping pong balls out of the bingo machine. And this year, I think with limited attendance and who knows what Marion County is going to do by Friday, um, it honestly may come down a little bit to ratings um, and and getting those games that are going to draw the biggest crowd during prime time. I know the, the games will all six games will be on Indiana, uh, Fox Sports Indiana, like most of the IHSAA championship uh, contests are. But um, they're going to be spread out. They're going to clear like we're used to in wrestling. They're going to clear out the arena. Um, Lucas Oil, and they're going to clear everything out between games, and uh, they'll have three games on uh, Friday and three games on Saturday. As our special guest walks into the into the booth, it is a lot of stairs. He says, 
And uh, but uh, you know, uh, if uh, South Adams are victorious on Friday, then we will uh, definitely be on air Friday or Saturday, whenever that game is from Lucas Oil. And I know, Dan, your your newspaper career didn't go back as far as when the Belmont Braves played down there, but Bob and I went down and covered that game, and it is amazing. It is it is a once in a lifetime kind of thing. We were lucky enough to get called back, and we covered a game there for that Horseshoe Classic after Belmont went back and played that next year after. But so we broadcast from there twice. But it is a phenomenal facility to be in, coaching his team. Hopefully, we'll find out what it's like to play in that facility. But it's an experience that you will never forget, no matter whether you're a broadcaster, you're a kid playing on a field, or a parent watching in the stands. It's just a really cool event. I actually was not there live. Do you know why, Rex? <laughs> Probably having some kids are born or something like that. I had my wedding reception that night <laughs> when Belmont won their state title. So I was not. Do you not, remember more about the wedding reception? I was not present. No, actually, if you remember, Belmont played, it was maybe an 11 o'clock or yeah. noon kickoff. Yeah. So um, we actually, I got married in, in Illinois and we had a second reception that my parents graciously paid for, for all the Decatur folk. Uh, that was it a Friday night or a Saturday night? Just your immediate relatives is like 600, right? That's very true. <laughs> I can't remember if it was a Friday or Saturday night that they played. It was a Saturday. It was a Saturday, Saturday afternoon Saturday that they yeah. did. So, but, uh, when I was teaching at Huntington North, I did get a chance when the, the old, uh, North central conference played a round of conference games down there. I did get to go watch them play Kokomo and, uh, it is a great venue. I've been there for a soccer match before and, uh, definitely something that we're, that we're looking forward to, and we, we, we hope for a, a good performance and a good game with two healthy teams and the best team uh, emerging victorious. Well, I'll tell you how the broadcast part of it goes. <clears throat> you walk in, and you're at ground level, and they direct you to the elevator. <clears throat> you go to the elevator. You push eighth floor. <laughs> you go to the eighth floor, which is basically the rafters of Lucas Oil, and you walk in, and when you walk to the press box, you walk down. There's like a double-row press box. There's, there's one that's upper level. And it's a really steep set of stairs, and you go down, and then the broadcast bench is like right against the glass, and you're basically hanging over probably half the stands. You can't see half the stands underneath because you're that far out. <clears throat> and this field is so far away that you can't read numbers on most players' jerseys. So after the play is over, there's a 42-inch screen TV in the box, and you watch the replay, and you say tackle made by number 66, Joey Johnson. and and But it's so high up that I've got pictures from when we was in press box four, and, and there was cheerleaders warming up for the game, and they looked like ants on the field. So, And with that, we will head to some messages, and we'll be back after that. How's this for a holiday gift idea? A custom-made metal sign. Or ornaments and decorations in virtually any size, shape, or color. All available at Hitzer's, 269 East Main Street in Bern. Stop in today and get your gift ideas created in time for Christmas. Hitzer's also has a large selection of Pelican Advanced Ice Chests, designed to keep ice for multiple days. Fun and innovative holiday gifts from Hitzer's. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See Mark, Toby, or me, Barb, at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Our dedicated professional staff can move your sorta idea into print reality. 
Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 West Commerce Drive, Decatur. And I know how sometimes you know what your screen printing should look like, but well, how do you get that image on a shirt or a blanket or a towel? Here at Mind's Eye Graphics, we make your idea real. Stop and talk to one of our staff because if you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. And welcome back, Adams County sports fans, to the Adams Woodcrest Week in Review as we take a look at the high school athletics action from the past week. The biggest matchup was the regional showdown in Wabash County. Rex, it took us a while to get there as there was a uh, delay. I looked at the map and I couldn't remember the last time I was at Southwood. I think I'd been there for a wrestling tournament a long time ago when I was coaching middle school. But I knew it was right on 124, so I thought, oh, this will be an easy drive. Until I call you. Turns out I had to come all the way down here to the clock tower and go on 218 after I'd gotten a roast beef sandwich from Arby's. And uh, it was an interesting drive. We ended up going 24 on the way back because we needed Wi-Fi to send the uh, story in to my editor on uh, after deadline Friday. But uh, uh, South Adams 48, Southwood 35. This is a game that I don't think I'll ever forget, not just because of the weather and the conditions, but just what an incredible display of football. I don't know if we, if we even realize it yet, but South Adams scored five touchdowns in the second quarter. <laughs> On Friday, in a game that really looked like it was going to be a low-scoring, bad-weather, you know, knock-down, punch, drag-em-out ball game. And, you know, I wrote down the stats here for James Arnold on the second quarter. He made 16 passes, completed 11 of them. He threw for 253 yards in that quarter. Four of those were touchdowns. And he had an 11-yard run that resulted in a touchdown. And the statistic I, I want to bring up when he gets around and talk to him, he started the game, his season rushing was negative 23 yards. And I told Dave, I said, with that run run, I think he's back to positive. And he said, yeah, he's, he's over positive now. And they proceeded to have like two or three other runs, and he was the leading rusher for South Adams for the game. Al- almost. Yeah. Nick Miller passed him at the very end. James Arnold had 53 yards rushing. Uh, Nick Miller ended up getting a bulk of the carries there after the first quarter when Christian Somerset sort of was just relegated to just defensive duties, I think, because of an injury. And f- and when Frost developed on the grass and you couldn't cut right or left, and Nick Miller's that pretty much straight-up running guy. It was, was it was straight on, and he had a really big touchdown uh, towards the end of the game in the third quarter with about a minute left from four or five yards out that put him up by 20. And uh, the South Adams defense was certainly in position to 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 seal out the game from there. I know the, the first quarter was very. I mean, did they score scored each t- score a touchdown? And yes, then it was seven then, seven after the first. And then the floodgates opened, and I told Davis said this has turned into a twelve round prize fight where nobody's throwing jabs. It's all haymakers, and it's like who can score the most now? Because in that second half, the frost came in, and it was so cold. I knew if if South Adams got ahead and could hang on, leading, not a lot of scoring was going to happen in that second half. Yeah, and we saw another example of why James Arnold is a, such a good pocket passer. But then we saw from uh, 
Southwood, um, Alex Farr was a scrambling quarterback who was able to make plays and get into situations where he could complete a pass. But really, I thought the highlight of the second quarter was not so much the quarterback play, but the incredible catches by wide receivers on both sides. Drew Stutzman had some crazy catches along the right sideline, and uh, the touchdown catch that Southwood had at the goal line uh, was a little bit reminiscent, or the DeAndre Hopkins catch on Sunday was a little reminiscent of him. I have a couple of pictures of it. Weren't quite in focus because my camera was so cold, but uh, he had a, a safety on the back of him and a, the cornerback that was covering him in the front of him, and he just outjumped both of them for the touchdown. You know, I did see a tweet where uh, Stutzman's uh, dad tweeted out, I don't remember paying for dance lessons on that because it was it was a video of him type roping the uh, the goal line to for the one score. So overall, South Adams finishes with 571 yards of total offense, and they win 48-35 to advance to the semi-state. And uh, we'll talk more with the members of that team later on in a later segment. But here for the Adams Woodcrest Week in Review, we can also talk about a, uh, a set of three wins by the Belmont squaws, beginning with Friday night's victory over Woodland. 39-35. Um, while we were at Football Rex, um, the newest member of the Decatur Daily Democrat writing team, um, Randy Heisner, was covering that game. And let me make sure I got the right one here. Oh, yeah, here. Uh, Belmont and Woodland. Uh, it was 13 points for Morgan Chipperley, 10 points for Faith Morris, and 8 points for Lauren Blakey as they defeated Woodland. And then on Saturday night... The squaws went up to Northside and faced a Northside team that uh, is not really competitive right now on the Fort Wayne scene. So Coach Heim able to get uh, very deep on his bench, playing uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine girls who scored. Morgan Shifley again leading the team with 19 points. Kenzie Filling with 11. Faith Morris with 10. Nine apiece for Lauren Blakey and Sydney Keene. And uh, all the way down to Haley Cole with a bucket. Rachel Blakey scored one on a free throw. And Macy Spiegel um, scored one as Belmont won. And then uh, last night, Dave Nathan and I had the call between Belmont and Bishop Dwanger. And an absolutely great shooting performance for the squaws. Morgan Schifferly was great. Um, she made five of six, I think, from the line and scored 13 and uh, Faith Morris had, uh, no, she had 17, sorry, and Faith Morris had 19 as the squaws hang on for a win against Bishop Dwanger. Also in girls' basketball action, Adam Central uh, defeated Fremont 49-22. They beat Manchester 52-27, to and South Adams got off uh, their season off to a rough start with a three-point loss at Blackford 46-43, to and the swim season got underway in Adams County last night as Adams Central's um, somewhat small girls team traveled to Norwell, always a powerhouse in the area in swimming. And Norwell came away with a 138 to 34 and a half victory. Uh, winning for Adams Central was uh, diver Brianna Cook as she won over Marley Wenger of Norwell. And Rex, that brings us to our next segment on the show, and that is the Decatur Hardware and Rental Outstanding Performer. And that is this week for us after her performance last night. Senior Faith Morris, who uh, came out of a cross-country season and went right into basketball. Of course, the Belmont Squaws team was uh, quarantined for a while. And so they've actually had more games than practices in the last, I think I counted it up, 19 days. They played three games in practice twice. 
<laughs> but uh, in her three games, she's got 39 points, and Belmont is off to a 3-0 season. Uh, a lot of people look to um, Megan Buzik and uh, Emma Keen and some seniors last year as being the core of that team, and they weren't really sure what Belmont was going to have. But uh, three pretty solid wins. Last night beating Dwanger was definitely a good win. So they will take on Jay County on Friday, and then they host Heritage on Saturday. And Dave Nathan and I will have that call on Saturday. And with that, we'll send it uh, to some more messages, and we'll be back with our special guest right after this. We're here at Craigville Appliance, and we've got end-of-the-season clearance on power equipment. We've got demo mowers from Husqvarna, Ferris. Come into Craigville Appliance if you need a backpack leaf blower to handle those jobs. Come into Craigville Appliance. We've got the deals on all remaining 2020 lawnmowers. Come to Craigville Appliance or check us out online at cappliance.com. That's season cap, meal, appliance.com. Another groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital. Your medical story at your fingertips. You can communicate with your doctor, manage your appointments, request prescription refills, access your test results, and view your doctor's comments. To sign up for my chart, ask your doctor or patient registration at Adams Memorial Hospital. For more information, go to adams.mychartcc.com. Do you know all of the services available at Decatur Hardware and Rental? We cut keys, ship UPS packages, color match paint, test pool water, cut and thread pipe, cut glass, replace window screens, rent U-Haul trucks and trailers, and fill propane tanks. We're here to help you with your home repair and improvement projects. In our rental department with lawn and garden, paints and stains, hand tools, fasteners, plumbing, and electrical supplies. Your local hardware store since 1972. Located across from Bungie, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Do it best. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. And welcome back, Adams County sports fans, to Hitzer Sports Weekly, sponsored by Hitzer Fireplace and Outdoor Patio at Burn. We are now in Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center special guest section, and we are joined by the head coach of the number one ranked 1A football Starfires, Grant Mosier, along with Aiden Warner, labeled as athlete, I believe, <laughs> yeah. and quarterback James Arnold, or maybe perhaps future running back after his running performance <laughs> on Friday. And uh, coach, I guess we'll start with you. Um, this season goes all the way back, obviously, for you. Uh, to last season and all the time that you've put in with some of these athletes. But uh, in late June, early July, we weren't really sure when the season was going to be able to start. And uh, I know I made it down to burn right when you guys had maybe the first or second practice. And you told me that you were going to do things a little bit differently this year uh, as far as pads and the way you approach practice compared to last year. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thinking back to June now, obviously it seems like a long time ago. But I remember just 
an emotional roller coaster where you're on Twitter and, and one day you see, well, oh, oh, Michigan's going, getting rid of high school, get high school football for this year. And then you see indie school shut down. And then you see some good news and you see bad news again. My wife's finally like, just go outside and leave me alone because I was, I was all over the place as far as it goes. Uh, we get to July and luckily we start practicing in July. Um, can't say enough about these kids though. Th- these guys were these guys were organizing practices in June on their own without the coaching staff. Um, they went to the old Dunbar lot and were running through drills on their own without any coaches there. Um, they were finding ways to get in the weight room, things like that. So these guys have been on a mission from the start here, uh, going back to kind of that bad taste in their mouth still from last regional about 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 a year ago now. Um, so I was so proud of the way they played Friday night. These guys uh, getting down in the second second quarter, 28-20. Somerset goes down with a knee injury. Uh, Nick Miller comes in at running back, plays out of position a little bit. Trey Shock had a huge game on both sides of the ball. James uh, making plays with his, with his legs, which I didn't know he could do. He's told me that, but I've never really believed him. But had a huge touchdown run, ran a kid over, uh, ran some nice draw plays. Aiden had two huge touchdowns in, in the first uh, quarter to get us going. But the kids all night long just kept fighting through, was cramping, th- fighting through adversity, and won our third regional title in school history. And, you know, it, it's a little bit different season this year with all the expectations that you guys had with an early season ranking, with a little bit of chip on your shoulder from last year. But a lot of people don't realize that it, it doesn't matter how – how big the point spread is or how big the expectations are. You still have to come out every week. You got to do the work and you have to do a lot of work in July and August to get ready. And these games just don't win themselves. And especially in a season with a lot of injuries, guys being out because of COVID, that type of thing, you had to have everybody ready the entire year. And uh, tell us a little bit about what those expectations, how that sort of compounds everything that you have to do. Sure. First off, we wanted to, we wanted to win the conference title again. Um, so, so that was huge for us. We thought the biggest stepping stone there would be Adam Central. Um, going back even earlier, we had a huge, we had a nice win at Bluffton. It was the only loss of the season. Bluffton's only loss. We beat them by I think 50, 54 points. Um, and then we we beat AC at home, and then went to the conference. The, the cool thing about that, there's so many games this year. Where we were huge favorites. So in the back of my mind, I'm worried. Well, these kids are going to come out. Are they going to? Is it a trap game? Are we going to start slow? But so many times they show the maturity uh, to come out from the start. I don't know how many times we we jump up by 48 points in the first half and running clock at halftime. Um, almost got. I think they even got a little little bored. Almost almost he get mad at me all the time because I pull him at halftime. <laughs> I said, sorry man, we're up by 48 points. It's your fault. <laughs> but uh, they only played. These, the stars only. Played uh, second half twice all season, Adam Central and Monroe Central until last week. So that was another part of the reason the cramping and things. We tried to stay in shape the best we could, but it's hard to simulate an actual game. Um, and we'll have to play a full game again this this uh, week versus LCC, a very very good team, a traditionally a, a, a state powerhouse in 1A. They'll be moving to 2A next year with their success they've had. Um, but we're excited for opportunity, and, and it's fun to finally say this to the media. We've talked about it all year long as a team, but to be able to say it on air for the first time, we're one step away from Lucas Oil Stadium, which has been obviously a goal we've had for a long time. Um, and, and I don't know how cool that would be for our community and our town, and these kids especially, if we could do that. So from a preparation perspective, uh, this is really the first team that you've seen that you really don't know much about. Southwood's a familiar enough opponent that you knew something about them. Tell us a little bit, as a head coach, what does this week entail as far as learning about Lafayette Central Catholic? Yeah, so we have quite a few films on them. At this point, everyone has film on everybody. Um, so, so going through and just kind of seeing what they do, we have we've watched some film. We watched their state game from last year against Lutheran. Uh, they do what they do very well. They're they're really well coached. They're very disciplined. They're coaching his third year. They're doing a lot of good things. 
Um, obviously, they're coming off a state championship last year, so they have a little bit of extra swagger and confidence. That's kind of the difference in this game, I think, as far as their advantage goes. They've been on the stage where, where we haven't. We haven't been to a semi-state in, in six years. They've been, they were here last year. They were at Luke Soil last year. Um, the advantage we have, I think, are our are, are 16 seniors who have had this goal for a long time, and they're very young. They play, I think, seven or eight sophomores. Uh, they only have five seniors on their entire team. Um, they have a very, very good quarterback. He, he led him to the championship last year. Um, he had a huge game, like 450 yards. His, his stat line is actually pretty similar to James' stat line last week with 400 and some yards, quite a few touchdowns. He has some good receivers to get the ball to. Um, this is going to be – I think the huge matchup is going to be our skill guys, one-on-one for skill guys on both sides of the ball, being win on, win those one-on-one matchups, giving James time on offense, and then putting pressure on their quarterback as well on defense. But, again, they're just they're a disciplined team. They're really well coached, and they do things the right way. Um, and they're gonna have they're gonna have confidence, obviously coming in coming into Burns. So we couldn't be more excited. Though. I'm getting some kids texting me right here already about just how excited uh, they are, how nervous they already are a little bit. But I'm I'm not even nervous. I'm not. I, I will be Friday, but right now it's just pure excitement. This is what you coach for. Is what players play for for to be in a chance to play in a game like this, a semi-state game. Um, where you have two good teams and you get to play a team like LCC, um, you have all the things going to that with them being a private school and uh, and then being successful over the past couple of years at Wayne State last year, chance to knock off the state champ- the state champs from last year. So I'm I'm absolutely jacked for this game. And if there was a reason to be nervous, it would have been last week. Correct. I mean, the, with the season before the way it ended and coming into that game and, and a road game against an undefeated team, highly ranked, but uh, now you sort of already exceeded. Uh, last year's level, and uh, you got nothing to lose playing the defending state champs. And I know we talked about this a little bit on Monday's show, on the wrestling show. You know, no matter what the ranking says, they are the defending state champs. Uh, they have a great pedigree. Everybody knows who they are. Uh, and if anything, they are probably a slight favorite just because of the experience that they have. And I think that allows you guys to go into the game with a, with a lot of excitement and a reason to say, hey, we're going to do everything that we know how to do. And if that's not good enough, then we tip our hats to them and we watch them play at Lucas Oil. But if we do the things that we can do, then uh, you know I, you guys think that you're good that you're good enough to beat them. I agree. I, I love that. I don't feel like there's much pressure on us this week. Now, last week I was very nervous because going back to a year ago, where we lost that regional that that we I think we should have won. Um, we needed to win last week for these guys. Um, and, and getting past that, I think now it's just yeah, we're, we're a game away and we get a chance to play the state champs. Like you said, it's it's just a, it's everything that you you want when these kids grow up. They're thinking about a chance to play in front of their in a starfire field in front of their family and friends. Um, and a chance to go to state. I mean, that's something you dream about at recess as a little kid. And now these kids are, are two days away from being able to do something that cool. And uh, again, I don't know what it would. I don't know how much it would mean for you. You drive them down the road right now in Burn. You see all the signs up. You see uh, some businesses painting their windows, um, things like that. You see uh, bows everywhere, black and gold. Uh, it's just really cool. I got so we're coming back from Southwood on Friday. Um, I, I didn't have any service there because it's the middle of who knows where cornfields. But we, I, get, I get service and instantly get eighty-two text messages. <laughs> And that's just that, and that, that's, that's just how cool this, how much support these kids have um, from from this community. There's so many people that follow these guys. They're fun to watch. They put on a great show for the last couple of years, um, and then they have they have so much support from this community. And it would, be, it would mean so much uh, for us to be able to go on to Indiana in two weeks. Before I hand the mic over to uh, Aiden, I would I do have to say you said you had 82 text 82. messages. Yeah. Uh, now 50 you, of those are for my wife, uh, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> tell me, tell me different play calls. I, I will speak to the fact that you did answer mine, and uh, I, I just want to say that through this whole season, uh, you have been great to work with, and you're very accessible. And uh, both from the radio station and from the papers' perspective, uh, it's awesome to work with a head coach who really wants to promote his team and what his young men are doing. And uh, I, I'll, I'm. I'm wearing my shirt tonight, and uh, it's great to be able to to walk into a practice at a school where you're not from, in a city that you're not from, and to be welcomed and to be recognized, and uh, I, I just really appreciate that. Well, I, I found his support of the coaches show was very good this year. He made it into every every uh, meeting and every coaches show we had, but I realized that there was breakfast being served, <laughs> and that's why he showed up for the most part, and sometimes even brought his family with him, you know. You know Feeding Hemo broke the bank on the one mat on the one night one day, but we're good. And um, you know, working with Grant and formed a pretty good relationship with him, and knowing that when he says his wife texts him, he's not lying. He gets texts from her at halftime saying, "In that first series, you should have ran this play instead of that play." I mean, the one week when he he ran the th- the first two plays in a row to 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 Nick Miller, and his wife had texted him before the game, and he didn't see the text and said. Don't run your first play. I've watched him, and he hasn't caught a pass in all of warm-up. So he gets into the locker room at halftime and looks at his phone and texts it across his wife. She said, called it. So we'll hand the mic off to uh, Aiden Warner, and I do have to give James a hard time because we are now speaking with Aiden Warner, the quarterback with the highest completion percentage <laughs> on the team at 100%. Actually, uh, Owen also is at 100%. So I guess that makes James the third best quarterback <laughs> perhaps on the team. But uh, Aiden, you had a great catch uh, that, that James put perfectly in your hands uh, right down the middle of the field. And we talk a lot in football about scoring first. But for you guys, you guys are often the team who scores second. And, and gets up on that double-digit lead. You score first, you strike first, you come back, your defense makes a play, Plattner smashes somebody into the ground, and then you guys come right back, and it's all of a sudden 14 nothing. Uh, they came back, Southwood did, and they scored, and it was 7-7. Then it was like, okay, the Frost is coming on the field. This is going to be a real game. And uh, I thought that that really sent a message that you guys were ready to play. You were not going to be uh, intimidated. There were a lot of people from Southwood there. They were yelling. They were screaming. They were uh, fight. They were complaining <laughs> to Rex. But uh, tell us a little bit about about the game, the setting, the atmosphere, the environment, the weather, the frost, all of it. The weather, the frost, everything. Well, going off the weather, um, right after the game, my toes were blue and purple and are still numb and swollen to this day. And the setting of the game, I loved the stadium and everything. I mean, I wish the visitor stands were a little bit bigger so we could fit more people there. And and it's just fun, like, getting the crowd involved, getting them going. And then, like, I don't know, just, like, their stands, they had so many people there. And after they scored, like, there's a little shock, like, oh, crap, they're scored. They're right with us. And so, like, I'm a little stressed and anxious but then going back and thinking like to our character building, which we have before our games, it was Mark Lefevre, and he said just like the biggest thing you guys can like take away from this is like play by play. Don't don't think about like the last play. Don't think about the next play. Think about down by down, first down, second down, and play it play it by where it's at. And I think you guys did a great job of that at the end of the first half. Uh, they were on their heels. And I think they might have expected you guys, although they shouldn't have if they'd watched any film, but they might have expected you guys to maybe just take a knee. You had a lead, 
and I think there were maybe 21, 25 seconds left. But no, it was three shots into the end zone, and uh, I think it was Stutzman who had the who had the catch in the uh, in the end zone. But uh, uh, definitely a great performance. And and Aiden, I've got thirty five catches for you on the year for eight hundred and twenty eight yards. You have to look in every category to see your name because you do so many things. From I think you have seventy five kickoffs this year. No wonder your toes are black and purple. Uh, you're also now as a junior the 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 school's all time leading scorer, correct? And you've Correct. done it in a multiple uh, in multiple ways, from rushing to receiving to kicking. And I'm trying to remember if you have a field goal this year. You one, do have one field goal. 25 okay, yarder. 25 yarder, and then lots and lots of extra point opportunities. So it's definitely been a, a great time to uh, to watch you play this year. And Dan, I do want to interject something you said the other night uh, on our show. There were no limitations for fans on the Southwood side. They were packed in shoulder to shoulder. There was no six-foot distance between them. And so uh, they had brought a big ruckus crowd there. And there's a guy's about six foot six who was standing right in front of us, midfield line. I couldn't see anything. I was like, hey, sir, can you sit down? He said, my butt's cold. <laughs> Before we hand off the mic to uh, the quarterback, um, I did have one question for you, Aiden. And since we're on air, you're, you can put him on the spot now. If – you got to pick your spot for next year on the team. What's that going to be for Coach Mosier? Is it as a wide receiver? Is it as quarterback? Head coach. Is it as running back? <laughs> um, if I were to pick my spot, goodness. Uh, <laughs> I'd honestly probably say quarterback because I feel like if I was a quarterback, that we it'd be a better chance to win more games just because I'm, I'm experienced in the varsity atmosphere mm-hmm. other than – Brady Beal and Owen Warner. I mean, they're good quarterbacks. They can throw the ball, and they'd have good receivers with me, Trey, Jordan Henshaw. But I just don't think they'd have the experience of slinging the ball around and just just getting used to that atmosphere. Yeah, Definitely a learning curve for whoever it is next year, but uh, the offensive line that you guys have had this year, it's been incredible. From the very first week, uh, seeing how much time James has sometimes to just look downfield – and if a guy is covered, to check down to the next receiver, and it seems like he can look left, right, left, right, and then finally pick out that open receiver. And with his accuracy, uh, he's obviously had a lot of success. So let's hand the mic over to Mr. Arnold and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your future aspirations for playing. I know uh, on Twitter every once in a while I see that you've received an offer from here or from there. Is that something that – you worry about during this season or is that something that you've said it's great to talk to those coaches but I'm gonna let it go until after next week uh it's definitely um not my main focus at all uh really kind of try to not think about it as much as I can uh with our primary focus being on winning as many games as we can this year so uh I know I think I saw for scholarships are you a finalist for the the big scholarship the lily finalist yeah, the Lily yep, for coming on there. up here in December. Now, yeah. I'm going to give a plug to myself here, but they don't just give that award to anybody. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, as a former winner, <laughs> okay, uh, it uh, cool. it takes a lot. So uh, congratulations on that. Thanks. And uh, that old? yeah, <laughs> it is it is. Uh, when they gave it to me, though, they gave one to each school, though. So, so I mean, there's only one in Adams County now. So 
uh, yeah, maybe something like that. But uh, uh, just sort of insane numbers for you as a high school quarterback, and it's a lot of fun to watch. And my wife finally made it to a game uh, this Friday, and uh, the first couple minutes she was complaining about being cold, or maybe it was because she was sitting next to Rex. But all of a sudden when she completed – or when you completed the 70-yard pass to uh, Aiden, she was really into it and, and excited. And I think you've brought a lot of people – who maybe wouldn't have attended a football game into sort of the sphere of South Adams football. And although there haven't been that many fans at games because of restrictions, they've watched on the webcast, they've listened to the broadcast, they're following the team. So what do you feel about sort of your role as the starting quarterback senior on the number one ranked team in your little small town? Uh, Obviously there's a, a lot of eyes on you there, but I'd say my main role is just the guy who can't screw it up because we have a lot of a lot of really talented receivers. Uh, my line keeps me protected, and they're going to get open. My ball, I mean, my job is just to get them the ball. So as long I look at my role is just not to screw it up, get them the ball when they're open, and don't do anything else. I guess just make sure I get it to them. I'm I'm going to say that last year I watched a lot of your games, and I think I saw you have one bad game all season. And it was the Adam Central game in the regional. I mean, it's just one of those games where just things didn't click right for you. And it was, and you're right. You're you're the guy that can't screw up. And you didn't play as well as you could in that game. And that is what kind of led to the the demise last year. And I think you've really went over the top to make up that difference this year and not let those kind of things happen. It makes a difference. You have a really good team to play with. It does. Oh yeah, for sure. I think uh, not just me, but our whole team really has just worked unbelievably hard throughout the whole off season. Just, I mean, I think we've all done so much to make sure that nothing like uh, last year happens again where we're just not clicking at all. Um, my receivers and I have put in tons of time. Uh, Aiden and I actually going up to Fort Wayne every Sunday and uh, working out there together, and there's all the other receivers going to the field, going different places just to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So uh, this season compared to last season, I know coaches talked to me a little bit about the way you guys have practiced without pads for a lot of the time, uh, having basically just to play in the first half of every game this year. Do you feel fresher now this season than last season when you were at regional uh, as far as physically or has, uh, has COVID sort of drained all of the energy out of you still? Or are you still, I mean, are you excited uh, and, and and ready to go for Friday. Yeah, uh, physically, I think we're uh, we're all pretty good. But mentally, I definitely feel a lot. You know, just more passionate at this time this year than we were last year. Uh, maybe maybe that's just because we hadn't we never played that long. I mean, my f- freshman and sophomore year, we lost in the first round of sectional. We hadn't played a long season before. Uh, maybe it's having a bye week, week nine. But I think we're all very locked in, really all intense, knowing what it takes to uh, achieve our goals. So with the last couple of minutes of the uh, Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center special guest section, uh, tell us a little bit. I know I've talked to a lot of people about you. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you want to do when you uh, walk across the stage and, and you graduate from South Adams. What are your aspirations the next couple of years? Yeah, um, I'm going to play football somewhere. Um, I don't know where 100% yet, uh, but I will play somewhere. I'm also not 100% sure what I'll do, uh, what I'll study when I graduate. But right now, if I had to guess, I'd probably be a math teacher. 
and uh, and a football coach. Yeah, and a football coach. That's a I'd like to <laughs> coach. So. so so looking at it from a school's perspective, um, uh, when you're looking at then there's all kinds of levels of college football from NAIA like St. Francis level to D2 and D3 and even like lower level D1. I know I went to Butler and it was Division One, but they didn't give out scholarships, but they still <laughs> saw some pretty darn good teams. Uh, when you're looking at schools and opportunities, are you looking at playing time are you looking at the level that they play at what's most important to you strictly from a i want to be a good college quarterback uh there's a lot of things that i look at um a big one is where where you can get money where they'll pay you to come play that's a big one for me um yeah unless i get the lily um uh, another one that's really big for me is i want to play somewhere that has a culture of success i don't want to go lose games in college i want to go play somewhere where mm-hmm. we're going to be competing for championships every year. So that's probably the big one. Okay, and let's finish this up. I want to ask, it's probably the most unusual football play I've ever seen since I've been broadcasting. And I can't remember if, if Aiden caught it or what, but the two wide receivers go down the field and they're being guarded and the two receiver and the defender get tangled up and they fall down or something right in front of the official. And James is scrambling around and he scrambles around for like four or five seconds and he's saying, I'm just going to get rid of the ball. And he fires the ball long, and whoever the receiver was looked like, hey, the ball's coming down here. It looked like a punt. And he just went over and caught the ball and stood it for a second, like the 10 yard line. like. And the cornerback nope. didn't even yeah. really, he, he, he almost thought that the ball wasn't yeah. in play. And they look at us like, what's going on? And, and he caught it and just kind of walked into the end zone, looked referee, and he just scored a touchdown. So, so how did all that transpire? Because in the stands there, but we were on the Southwood side, and they're all yelling, that's a penalty. That's something that they couldn't believe that something was going on. And then called it a touchdown, and we're like, Wow, that was a touchdown. Yeah, Aiden Aiden was the one that caught that one. Uh, we had one of their D linemen uh, got through on that play. Christian Somerset picked him up, so I was able to buy myself a little more time. And I saw Aiden. Aiden had his guy on his hip. Uh, he was open enough. I could have got it to him, but I couldn't really step into the throw with that D tackle coming up. So Summy came up and blocked him, and I just kind of scrambled. And I knew Aiden was over there one-on-one, so I kind of just – threw it as far as I could and hoped something good would happen, and it did. Remember, so. remember I told you to get off the field? I don't. That's a nice punt. <laughs> yeah, Coach Mosher said nice punt after that. Well, the, that cornerback, that. the cornerback that was covering him or it was safety or whoever it didn't, uh, wasn't watching the ball. And yeah. I don't know if Aiden just sort of broke stride and stopped and made him think that the play was over. But then you came back to the ball, and the kid stayed five, ten feet behind you, and then from there it was it, it was going to be a touchdown. So it was a very odd play. So with that, we'll, we'll uh, send it to a couple of breaks, and we'll be right back with the uh, Adams Memorial Hospital preview. How's this for a holiday gift idea? A custom-made metal sign. Or ornaments and decorations in virtually any size, shape, or color. All available at Hitzer's, 269 East Main Street in Bern. Stop in today and get your gift ideas created in time for Christmas. Hitzer's also has a large selection of Pelican Advanced Ice Chests designed to keep ice for multiple days. Fun and innovative holiday gifts from Hitzer's. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See me, Mark. 
Toby or Barb at Grayburn Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn, and North 13th Street in Decatur. Since 1980, we have been your screen printing professionals. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 Commerce Drive in Decatur. We take great pride in our screen printing and embroidery accomplishments. If you need from a few to a few hundred garments decorated, we can do it. Schools, organizations, business apparel, and more. Your design or custom design. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. And welcome back, Adams County sports fans, to Hitzer Sports Weekly, sponsored by Hitzer Fireplace and Outdoor Patio of Burn. We are now in the Adams Memorial Hospital preview, and Rex... Uh, fall sports aren't over yet, but uh, winter sports are in full gear. I know we were talking earlier about uh, a fairly big matchup between Columbia City and Prairie Heights, uh, two uh, of the top teams in uh, the north of Fort Wayne area. But uh, we're going to take a look at the county schedule uh, over the next seven days. And tomorrow uh, are basketball scrimmages. Uh, Belmont will scrimmage at home. That uh, game is not open to the public while the girls' swim team is home to Bishop Dwanger and Bishop Lures. Adam Central will have their first home swim meet for the girls as they host Bluffton. Then on Friday night, Andy Heim and his 3-0 girls will travel to Jay County, a game that I believe can be heard on WPGW. Always a tough game at Jay County. And uh, that'll be then roughly at the same time as the football semi-state. South Adams has postponed their girls' game that was supposed to be at Parkway till later in December. Then on Saturday night on WZBD, we will have uh, girls basketball between Coach Himes, Squaws, and the Heritage Patriots. The Purdue game that is on Friday night will be broadcast, I believe, Saturday afternoon uh, on on tape delay. Uh, but uh, all of the county basketball teams are in action uh, as the boys basketball team from Adam Central gets underway. And uh, they are at Frankton for an afternoon game while the girls will travel to Concordia to play Dave Miller's Lady Cadets. Uh, It's a varsity-only contest for South Adams as they travel to Union City. So if you're a Purdue football fan, don't listen to any news on Friday night. (laughs) Just wait till Plug your ears. Plug your ears. And the South Adams basketball team, without James Arnold, uh, will – begin their play uh, on Saturday against Whitco. As we turn to Thanksgiving week, there are no county contests on Monday night. That means everybody should be listening to High School Wrestling Weekly with Rex and me as we get ready for the start of the wrestling season in Adams County, a season that's going to be unlike any other. And we will be joined by special guest Blaine Culp, who we mentioned earlier is having his season start tonight when they face Prairie Heights. Blaine will be previewing the match between his team and Belmont, which uh, Rex and AJ Calver will have the call for on Tuesday night. That match is at Belmont, but remember, no fans outside of parents, two tickets per uh, wrestler on the team. The girls' basketball game 
between Adam Central and Belmont. We'll be at Adam Central that night, and unfortunately, because of the scheduling there, we will not be able to bring you that game. But we do have plenty of other AC and Belmont girls actions later uh, action later in the season. The South Adams uh, swim team with Coach Andy Lehman will begin their season at Marion. The girls team on Tuesday, and the South Adams girls basketball team will be at Leo. And then right before Thanksgiving, Adam Central has just. Eric Mann just informed me that uh, the Adam Central team will be hosting Eastern Hancock uh, for a Wednesday game. Uh, Belmont not playing on that night like they used to. And then obviously Thanksgiving on Thursday. So that's your Adams Memorial Hospital preview. And we will now move into the Graber Insurance presents the prognosticators. And there are just uh, 12 games left now, Rex, in the football season. So we'll start with that. Uh, the biggest game, obviously, is our game that we're covering, Lafayette Central Catholic at South Adams. How confident are you in a South Adams trip to Lucas Oil? You know, I, I'd get run out of burn tonight if I didn't say that South Adams is going to win. But I, I tell you what, from experiencing the game that LCC played against Adams Central last year, I think LCC had a better team last year than it did this year. And the Jets hung with them. The first half was pretty close. There was a couple of big plays that – Adam Central couldn't recover from that were the difference in that game. And I think that if that LCC team is not as good as they were last year, I think South Adams beats them. I don't want to predict a score and jinx anybody, but I think South Adams has a stronger team this year, and LCC has a less stronger team this year. Well, here's my thought on the game, and that's, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we haven't really got to see South Adams play at full throttle for 48 minutes all year. Even in the second half this past Friday, they were really milking the lead because they had jumped out ahead. I am really excited to see that team at full throttle, full strength, going all out for 48 minutes in fairly good weather for the time of year that it is. And like I mentioned to Coach Mosier earlier, if they give their best and Lafayette Central Catholic still beats them on Friday – then kudos to them. They're the best team in 1A and will likely go on and win the next week. And as Coach Mosier said, back-to-back state championships would obviously put them into 2A next year, but they're already going to 2A next year. Um, And I just think it's going to be a great game and it's going to be a great display for just how good this South Adams team is. And I really think they have a really good chance to rise up to the occasion and and pull off the victory. And remember, on the other half of that bracket, um, South Putman was playing against West Washington, and they were both 12-0. I mean, those are two really good football teams in the other side of the bracket. So, I mean, if you come on LCC, you don't have a walkover in, uh, the following week. Both teams in the South Semi-State are undefeated. Covenant Christian and West Washington ranked fifth and fourth, respectively. Now, in 2A, uh, a very intriguing set of games. Uh, Pioneer comes in ranked number three, 12-1. They'll play Lures, who are 7-6. and six. We talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, on the other side in 2A, uh, it'll be 9-4 and four, Evansville Modern Day, a, a school that we know very well. And uh, they're going to play last year's uh, state runner-up, I believe, in Weibo, in Western Boone, who are 9-4. and four. Who do you see coming out of that 2A bracket? Um, I, I tell you what, Lures is one of those teams that plays in a tough SAC, so they get beat up on by some bigger schools. And Pioneers only lost this year is to New Haven, I believe, is what AJ told me the other night. And New Haven's team was up and down. So if they have a bad game and New Haven beats them, uh, Lures took out the week before a very tough Eastside team. We saw Eastside 
uh, beat up on Adam Central. And that was a very good East Side team, and they went slugfest. I mean, it's like 56-49, but, I mean, it's a very good game. But uh, I think I think Lures has a good chance of taking Pioneer out. Some other great matchups across the state. Uh, two great Catholic high school football programs playing in the North Semi-State in 3A. Indianapolis Chittard coming in at 11-1, Mishawaka Marion. Actually, I think those are those records are from the last set of rankings, so they should have two more wins. I think Indianapolis Chittard would be thirteen and one, and Mishawaka Marion at thirteen and zero. The South Semi State featuring undefeated Danville and undefeated Southridge in four A, a surprise team in Marion, having to travel all the way up to the region and play Hobart, uh, Mooresville, and Ron Colley in the South Semi State. Then in five A, Zionsville undefeated against a surprising. I'm sorry. Valparaiso, the defending semi-state champions undefeated, playing a surprising 6-5 and five Zionsville team. Uh, uh, but on the south side uh, of the state is uh, number one Indianapolis Cathedral, uh, heavy favorites to be 5A state champions again this year. Uh, no, sorry, not again this year. They did not win last year, but they have plenty of state titles uh, in that big trophy room there in the lobby at Cathedral. And then in 6A, uh, number one and number two are still alive, but the Carmels and a few other schools that are generally up there, Warren Central, are not in the tournament anymore. So in the North Semi-State, number two, Westfield against Maryville, And in the South Semi-State, uh, the undisputed number one team in the state, Center Grove, um, defending Semi-State champions, they take on Ben Davis, who have five losses. So how does year. Westfield go up and play the North Semi-State? Well, that's it's a pay, it's right, state well with six A. There's only there's only thirty two teams, okay. so you get your IHSAA map out and you start as they usually do in most of these setups because that's just the way our brains work. I guess they start up in the northwest corner and they work their way down and then they end up in Fort Wayne and then when they get to the sixteenth team, then they draw the line and that's in the north and then they come back through and they let everybody else that's in in the south. We saw that with volleyball. Uh, this year where um, was it Yorktown right went south mm-hmm. um, which is sort of like the wrestling semi-state but uh, a great uh, slate of games I believe they're all slated for Friday and uh, unfortunately if you want to watch all of them you got to pay nineteen ninety five for the webcast <laughs> but I'll tell you what go to Kroger or Community Markets by 1995 of Cheetos and Pop and uh, listen to Dave and I call the uh, the game on Friday and, and save your money and uh, you'll get a lot more enjoyment out of it. And with that, we will send it to uh, another round of messages. We'll be right back for the Craigville Appliance point after. We're here at Craigville Appliance. If you're planning a new home, remodel, or you just want to update the appliances in your kitchen, come to Craigville Appliance. We have an amazing selection. We have over 10 full kitchen displays on our showroom floor. We have built-in wall ovens on display. We have a live kitchen on display with built-in ventilation. We have cooktops on display. We make it easy here at Craigville Appliance. We have the financing. We have the professional delivery crew. Come into Craigville Appliance or check us out online at cappliance.com. That's season cat. Appliance.com. It's a new patient center appointment scheduling service from Adams Medical Group Providers with one convenient toll-free call to 1-833-724-DOCS. You can make same-day, next-day, or telemedicine appointments with your doctor or available health professional. One number reaches all the health providers in the Adams Health Network. One convenient central number for appointments and quick care. 1-833-724-DOCS. 
another groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital. Do you know all of the services available at Decatur Hardware and Rental? We cut keys, ship UPS packages, color match paint, test pool water, cut and thread pipe, cut glass, replace window screens, rent U-Haul trucks and trailers, and fill propane tanks. We're here to help you with your home repair and improvement projects. In our rental department with lawn and garden, paints and stains, hand tools, fasteners, plumbing, and electrical supplies. Your local hardware store since 1972. Located across from Bungie, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Do it best. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. And welcome back, Adams County sports fans, to Hitzer Sports Weekly, sponsored by Hitzer Fireplace and Outdoor Patio Burn. And I'll tell you what, Rex, uh, I fired up my Hitzer stove uh, over the weekend. I was home, didn't have any sporting events to go to during the day, and uh, it got a little windy there. Yeah, it got a lot windy. It blew shingles off my roof. So that's what I was doing last night in the dark was putting shingles back on my roof because of those 55-mile-an-hour gusts. I, I was going to call on the station and tell Steve to change the weather outlook, but it, it wouldn't have mattered, I don't think. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, Rex. Uh, we are now in the Craigville Appliance Point After. That's see as in cat meow point after. And uh, we're going to discuss the WZBD schedule over the next week because it is busy outside of the Thanksgiving holiday. And as we said on uh, later uh, just uh, in half an hour, we have the Jeff Brom show as he previews Purdue's uh, game against Minnesota on Friday. We have the semi-state football game on Friday with a 7:10 pregame and a 7:30 kickoff, and then on Saturday in the afternoon, you'll be able to hear the replay of the Purdue Boilermakers and Minnesota Golden Gophers game, and then on Saturday evening, Heritage at Belmont and girls basketball. Sunday afternoon is the uh, Colts and Green Bay game with a 3 p.m. pregame show with kickoff at 4.15, I believe. And then we have the Matt Painter show on Monday at 6.05. And then the greatest high school wrestling talk show in the world on Monday in at In the state of Indiana, maybe. World's your stretch in it. Well, we'll just go with it. We are the only one in Indiana. I don't know about the world. The Jeff Brom show then is on Tuesday, according to my schedule here next week. That's at 6.05. And uh, I'm not sure how we'll be handling that. I'll have to double check with uh, our station owner. But we will have wrestling action for you with Columbia City visiting Belmont Tuesday evening. We'll cut in uh, at the beginning of the JV match. And bring you all of our ads and all of our sponsors and some pregame lineup if I get Rex and AJ their material in time. Uh, but listen for interviews after the match, uh, perhaps an interview before the match, and uh, it'll be a great broadcast. And then uh, Purdue has a college basketball game between there in a uh, Thanksgiving Day tournament. They'll play Wednesday night against uh, Liberty, and then they have the uh, either. The, if they win, the winner of Clemson and Mississippi State, and if they lose, the loser of that game. So lots going on, Rex. Uh, we know that COVID is uh, wreaking havoc on lots of schedules around the state in a lot of different ways, but uh, thankfully for the most part, our athletes have been staying safe, and uh, the powers that be have determined that as long as we can keep a minimum number of fans at those events, that, that we can keep playing them. 
So if sports would do like businesses, could you have a football game via Zoom meeting? I don't know. If you could play it on what, what were those vibrating football games that you had when you were a little kid, Rex? Maybe you could play it on that. I don't know. They were too expensive. I couldn't afford them back in the day. But oh, well, it had like a little piece of foam ball, and the ball would bounce around, and the guys would run up. They always ended up, always ended up in the corner of the field. And they never ran the right way. Well, uh, Rex, uh, you know, we've had a lot of fun doing this show the last couple of weeks, and uh, I thought back last week as I was thinking about this script for, for this show, uh, Randy Fudge would have really enjoyed watching the last few couple of weeks of, uh, of high school football. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think too how much fun this team has been and how much joy they've brought to a lot of people in the community. And, and it's people like Randy who really had a love for young people and the things that they were able to do and the talents that they had. And uh, just kind of thinking about him this week as we as we go to the semi-state game. You know, he stepped in and kind of helped anchor uh, Hitzer when, you know, Bob went into retirement and then I went off to other things. But uh, uh, there's a lot of people who have ran this show. Started back in the day with uh, Bob Adams and uh, Matt Commerce. And actually, they had T-shirts made up, had Bob and Matt's faces on it. I've actually seen them. Bob had them on four. So that's that's a thought for the that's uh, a wrestling super, show. That's a super idea there, Rex, the wrestling for show. the wrestling show. Yep. For, all, for all of our guests course all of our fans we'd have we, to print out four t-shirts we we encourage people to come out but obviously we understand that uh lots of people are choosing to stay home uh during this pandemic and and we certainly encourage that as much as possible but uh, there are safe places to go out and eat yet and the double eagle is definitely one of them we could, we could do like like the rock and rollers you know you, they take their merch with them we could print up shirts and if you came to the show and you had like three shows we'd give you a t-shirt you know with you and i's face on it Maybe a punch card. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Free coffee. So with that, we will sign off. We'd like to thank our supporting sponsor, Mind's Eye Graphics, and our title sponsor, Hits Your Fireplace and Outdoor Patio and Burn. And we wish you all a good night. Good night.